welcome to directly use episode 209 i cleared it with parker i am aj i'm of redirect i'm joined by parko also of redirect and we're Hello. collectively joined by kevin canton it's still we're going to talk about jrpg how you doing kevin how how's how? i'm excited to talk about jrpgs you, you know you introduced me right at the right time for a train to go by i don't know if that's getting picked <laughs> up but, uh... so i'm going to assume that they didn't hear it either <laughs> beautiful beautiful um, but yeah you can support the show and all that stuff by going to youtube.com slash watch redirect or twitch.tv slash watch redirect and give four dollars and 99 cents it don't even got to be yours it could be jeff b's it could be jeff bezos's if you're on twitch and you have amazon prime you could link it through your twitch account you get a free subscription you just got to remember to renew it you get emotes, you get freaking free switch keys from time to time. Guys, our supporters all the Discord. We record this show and you get to be a part of the peanut gallery and you get to hear all the, you know, behind the baseball stuff and inside inside baseball. I don't know how to talk. I've been talking for two hours already. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're talking about RPGs and whatnot. And I'm j I just want to hear Kevin Kenson gush about the live alive, live alive, live live love. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. Yep. Live, live, love. That's the official title, actually. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? Tell me all the things about the game. What do I need to know? Frickin' it's awesome. I mean, where do you even start? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's this. It's 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 an awesome game. So I know between the two of you, Parker, you're more into like RPGs and stuff, right? Yeah, I've played, and so far, I plan to play the full game. I've only played the demo thus far, um, but I've also, I don't know, listened to a good deal of conversation around the game, so I'm a little bit more familiar with it than just the demo, but not that much, probably. Okay. So, yeah, excited to, I don't know, find out a whole bunch of things about it. Um, yeah, yes. cool. Well, I guess just to That's kind nice. of start with my background with it is, uh, you know, Live Alive is a remake, but it's of a game that never officially came out in the West. Mm -hmm. uh, and way back in the day, uh, I did play the fan translation uh, that just, you know, made its way around the Internet. Uh, and that was like in my teenage years. So I played this a long time ago, the original version. And I, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone's who's listening or watches my channel uh when there was the nintendo direct that announced it i did a little reaction video and i absolutely <laughs> lost my mind because i mm -hmm. it's this i mean it's this game that came out back in 94 it didn't mm -hmm. even do that great in japan when it released never came to the west uh and i figured that would be the end of the story for that game you know it just it, it didn't make the right waves so hearing it get a remake you know not just a port and a translation but a full-blown remake in 22 is it, it broke yeah. my mind that day. Yeah. <laughs> when you first like played it back voice in, acting and stuff like that too. Like, mm -hmm. no, no. So the voice acting—that's one of the things they added in the remake. Mm -hmm. um, I think I did have maybe like quick little, like you know, maybe some battle animation sounds uh, right. for characters. That's like quick what little I mean, lines. Though. I mean, like, is the remake like a, like the first time that they voice acted this game? Holy. I believe so. There might have been some like minor sound bites they mm -hmm. didn't reuse from combat because it's it's been a while since I played the original mm -hmm. SNES one. Uh, I don't recall that being a thing. Um, but yeah, the voice acting that's all new. Obviously, the HD two D aesthetic that's completely mm -hmm. new. Uh, outside of that, though. The game is very faithful to the original. Mm. I mean, obviously, there's differences between this one and the fan translation because that was a fan translation, yeah. and this is like the official one they're doing. Uh, mm -hmm. So you know, there's some some differences there, but I mean, they've kept intact lots of stuff I didn't expect them to. I mean, there's so many weird little silly things that you know. I think there was more experimentation with that kind of stuff back in the '90s with you know just trying to make different new games. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought would get, you know, messed with a little more here, but it really is like a faithful recreation of the title, which I 
am so happy with. Yeah. What was, um, so back in the day when you played it in high school, like what was your exposure to it then? Or like, how'd you find out about it in the first place? Cause I mean, you know, like now it's, it's coming out, it's in Walmart probably somewhere. And so like someone right. can just walk up and pick it up and buy it. And that's easy enough. But at that time, you know, finding out about games that you wouldn't otherwise know about is a little harder. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, I cannot tell you how exactly <laughs> I discovered it. Now, it was nice. one of the situations where like, you know, I was really into RPGs and I was playing a, a bunch of stuff. And, and I think mm -hmm. at some point I just kind of had the thought to like look for stuff that didn't come to us but had fan translations and i mean this was a time in my life where i discovered and got into uh seiken densetsu 3 which we now mm -hmm. know as trials of mana mm -hmm. um i mean square has a bunch of jrpgs that just didn't come over here on the snes uh i always mess up the name a little bit but treasure of the rudras or treasures of the rudra um bahamut lagoon uh, mm -hmm. and so live alive is just one of those games that i discovered which back then i called live alive and i called it that until <laughs> we got that trailer at nintendo yeah. where i went i've been doing it wrong this whole time okay yeah, see, that's great the thing love that it. i was trying love to it. figure out like i was like did anybody know this <laughs> like what mm -hmm. it was called because like i'm no still idea. what i'm still yeah. never sure i'm never sure no, no. like we've said it multiple times during this and i still don't know <laughs> like it still hasn't been like uh internalized for me i'm like that's why i just like to keep it safe i say everything dude i say live yeah. live live yeah. live just keep, just, yeah <laughs> all your bases Make covered yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's kind of like legends arceus where it seems like they had a dis they had an opportunity to like make a firm decision and they're like we're just going to land on this thing because otherwise they could have totally like if it was never localized in the first place and it was just in japanese then because in japanese i'd guess it was was it called like i mean just a japanese pronunciation of the words live alive or is there like a specifically japanese name for it I actually don't know off the top of my head. I mean, I believe it was just called Live Alive was the way mm. it was always translated because, I mean, we didn't have an English translation. So it's not like they, right, yeah. you know, it's not like people came up. I believe the title was actually in English, Live Alive okay. uh, yeah. was done that way. Because I think that's even what the title screen shows uh, in the mm -hmm. Japanese version. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, I don't remember what I was going to say before, but it, I mean, it's just cool that it's come out. And it, like something about games that haven't been localized or like remastering games bringing games back up it makes me think too of like there's something to be said for just going back to old gems and then kind of polishing them up and then bringing them forward so that you can a like there's the uh the historicity behind it that you can just you know have a way to keep playing that game but also like I'll find old songs of mine that I wrote forever ago. And I'm like, I never really did anything with that. And that's such an easy win to just record it now. And then it's like, that's now, now it's a song as if I yeah. wrote it yesterday, but I didn't. And I feel like there's something to be said for just like, you know, at this point, that's a good way too to like test out ourselves. Not that they did with this one, because obviously mm. they, you know, um, that already happened with Octopath and all that. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Just like bringing all these games back up, but in faithful and like interesting ways is is just really neat. And especially seeing Second Densetsu three. I mean, six, yeah, Second Densetsu three coming as Trials, and then also as in the like um, the collection and having mm. that and having the two different ways to play it, like those kinds of things i don't know it's just it's just fun like i especially after all this time where like square sometimes would bring things forward but there just wasn't as much of a market for it it seemed like um for a long time and so now that there finally is they're just like 
going ham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. And I don't it's know really what, cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what sparked that like inspiration because I feel like for a long time, right? I mean, you'd get the occasional thing that was maybe directly ported as a digital release. You saw that mm -hmm. happen with a few things like PlayStation Four or PlayStation Three. They would have like the PS One classics, and so you saw some of those mm -hmm. games crop up there. And some big name stuff, you know, got uh, remade or ported later on, like Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, mm -hmm. But absolutely, I mean, something. I want to say it was probably about 2018 is mm -hmm. really when we started to see an uptick in this stuff. Because you, yeah. if you had told me, you know, like before the Switch launch that we would be seeing current ports and remakes of Trials of Mana, Live Alive, a finished version of Saga Frontier, which restored cut content. I mean, there's so much stuff that I yeah. never even remotely would have believed would actually be a priority for Square to do. And here we are where we're almost at this point where it's like when we talk about other games that haven't been translated yet, it doesn't feel like anything's really off the table. It's mm -hmm. like if Live Alive, mm -hmm. of all things, got an HD 2D remake, <laughs> what else could they end up tapping into now? You know, we already know a couple yeah. of things coming out, like uh, Front Mission 1 and 2 are getting remade. That was supposed to be a summer release, but I, I don't think we've really heard an update since that Nintendo Direct. Um, mm -hmm. There's just so much stuff that could be tapped into at this point, and it all feels possible, which is yeah. wild. Yeah. It feels like to and me, especially, like sorry, it's a domino effect of like, with the switches right because like even me right again not an rpg <laughs> fan in the slightest but there's rpgs that i'm like yo i could play this on the switch like like if i i'm not gonna want to commit the the whole thing of like being at my setup and having the switch dock and stuff like that but like if i'm just looking for something low impact to play like i'll play that on handheld mode you know what i mean like mm -hmm. and i i think that them coming out with new game like octopath traveler right and then they saw that that succeeded and they're like oh well if we can use our older catalog um and make it look like that we have part of the 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 uh like gaming historians and, and people that have always wanted to experience this game but couldn't before that mm -hmm. can help with the groundswell but also the people that are just experiencing it as a new thing that looks like a thing that's new er in terms of like when it actually released um and it's just this whole in, like new thing that already we know is good because people played the original thing and like it you know what i mean like i, I yeah. think that that's a well, big part of it too yeah but that's also what's wild about live live right is like it didn't even do great like i think it uh <laughs> the, the japan release was like something like uh i don't remember the number off the top of my head i for some reason, I want to say it was either two hundred seventy thousand or maybe four seventy thousand. Like it didn't mm -hmm. even break half a mil. Mm -hmm. uh, was it and, like received it well? Is what I mean? Like, yeah, I would say. I mean, I don't, I don't have like review scores in front mm -hmm. of me from back in the day, but yeah. I, I think it probably got something like seven eights or mm -hmm. something back in mm -hmm. the time. Like Famitsu probably gave it like a thirty two, thirty three, something mm -hmm. like that. It, it was one of those things where, like, at its time, it was kind of a curiosity because. Uh, it's such an experimental game compared to a lot of other stuff that came out around that time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, not too long after was the release of Chrono Trigger. You had Final Fantasy mm -hmm. games coming out. I mean, FF4 was this big step in narrative for uh, RPGs at the time, uh, which was before Live Alive. And so there were these more polished games that I think it kind of got compared to when it was this kind of weirder thing. Mm -hmm. um, and now, in retrospect, I think there's more appreciation for those kind of weirder experimental right. titles, right? Yeah. Because we've now seen what the kind of polished traditional RPG can look like. Uh, here's something a little different from that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's one of the things that I think really stands out about it. I mean, I, I'm working on a review right now that I'm planning to put live tomorrow morning. And one of the main things I talk about is, you know, when I was working on 
uh, when I was playing the game, I really thought that I might have this moment of like, oh, you know, I have a lot of nostalgia for when I played this in my teens, but like, what if it didn't really hold up now that I'm going to play it now? And I think I actually like it more now nice. <laughs> than I did before. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, especially because it sounds like it's a game that really is story heavy in a cool way. We're like, honestly, I mean, we talk about this pretty often here. We're like, games don't really do story that well <laughs> pretty yeah. often. Ultimately, um, right. Yeah, because it's like, you know, even the games with the best stories, it, it you know, it depends for sure. But um, more often than not, it's just not done super, super well. Whereas this one having like uh, manga artists or like manga it's writers and anime manga. writers and stuff. Get them manga. Off of my show. Hey, <laughs> you know, it, I sometimes I won't say it. But having them like come in and write stuff from, you know, outside that it's not just like Miyamoto trying to cobble together a story because he's great at game design, but like doesn't necessarily know anything about story sometimes. Um, you know, it's people that actually know what they're doing and do mm. interesting things where it's like taking tropes and then reworking them. And that's cool i it does seem like like the one thing that i'd heard about the reviews at the time was visually compared to some of the other its contemporaries it wasn't like quite as ambitious in i mean probably just the fact that there are so many scenarios and it can't really reuse assets so it like had to be pared down in a way that like it's like canto in gen 2 yeah. where you go back and it's like this are canto. you sure this is canto this is viridian forest it's a, like what's it's, going it's on here truncated <laughs> version. it's like how yeah. like spider-man ps4 just removed like midtown <laughs> right so like some of that whereas now it's like legitimately beautiful like it yeah. looks so so good um so it's great to like finally see that vision realized as well because the areas obviously like the ideas behind them were great but like sometimes maybe just more sparse than they ideally would have wanted to be if they had just more resources to work with or whatever um and yeah, then the other thing absolutely. yeah go ahead Oh, no, I was just going to absolutely like that is, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm not looking at like side by side shots or anything right now, but absolutely like the original release was not like the best looking SNES RPG and the HD 2D facelift really mm. put in the work here. Um, yeah. The music, yeah. on the other hand, that was great back then and has <laughs> aged incredibly well. I don't know if that's what you're going to segue to, but the music in this game is so good. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, the bits that I've heard so far are really good. So I'm looking forward to hearing more of it as well. I think yeah, as far as like the us talking earlier about like the you know popularity of these kinds of things and them doing well because like not just Square is doing it but like Nintendo's doing it a bunch now too with like Advanced Wars and you know all sorts of things. I think honestly the fact that the retro market is just so oppressive <laughs> and like <laughs> impossible to get into makes it so that these games, I mean, people can emulate stuff or whatever all they want, but. As far as like, if I officially want to play Advanced Wars 1 and 2, it's, it is going to be way cheaper to just buy the new version of them as it comes out than to, you know, find the the copies used and stuff like that. So all that said, like, I think there is something to be said for like, there's so, there's so much history in games and it's not like, I don't know, probably 20 years ago when you'd say there is history in games, I'd the experience of playing like Zelda one for the history behind it and like the understanding of where it came from, as opposed to playing a link to the past or like some games that have learned more lessons and stuff like that mm -hmm. is, um, long story short, <laughs> there's retro games that are better now because they're, you know, they were 
came from later in mm-hmm. generations and stuff then retro games you know all the way at the beginning right in, it's, on it's, the nes it's and like stuff. how like a lot of snes games feel like it was akin to like celeste now where like people mm-hmm. that's just a new game that comes out and people like it and they play it because it's a game that's just good there's no asterisk yeah, there. right there's right. no like well yeah. of it's time you know it's just no it's just a good game period um, exactly. Yeah, well, it, it helps a lot that that visual style, I think, has aged really well, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. you're not seeing a lot of people try to recreate PS1 style visuals right. in games. I mean, it's, <laughs> it does happen. There are those yeah, love letters that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot more that is focused on the kind of more NES to SNES times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and that's exactly what it is, right? Like, there are, there are situations now where a game like Chrono Trigger, right? Like, you could see someone trying to make something like that today with that visual style and mm-hmm. be that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so being able to tap into this older market, and that's the big thing for me, too, is that availability. I mean, back when uh, there was talk of closing the PS3 and Vita store, I was stomping my foot at the time because there's so much great stuff that is so much cheaper to get on mm-hmm. there. You know, like, I love recommending people to check out stuff like, say, Suikoden, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like six bucks on the PlayStation Store at the time, and if you want to track down a physical copy, it's like 200-something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, that's a little different accessibility there, you know? <laughs> uh, and I, you know, there's always that argument of like, oh, we'll just emulate, and it's like, that's cool and all, but a lot of people aren't necessarily going to take those steps, and when I can just say like, oh yeah, look at the store, look at this game, here it is, that's just so much easier. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot more accessible for a lot more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's definitely like we talk about that a fair amount, and the, the, like for me, the the side of it that I have more uh, experience with, because I'm not really the type to like go back and play something, is just people mm-hmm. being mad for the sake of being mad a lot of the times on the internet. Like I completely empathize with people like you that want to experience these games and they're they're like upset about that becoming harder but it's Mm -hmm. it it becomes like hard to navigate when there's so many people on the internet that see a a hot topic to be angry at at nintendo or whatever company um and they use that as just the another nail in the coffin (laughs) like last week i was mad because they told me i can't play smash brothers melee and now i'm mad (laughs) because you know it's like just Mm -hmm. the, the topic of the week um, it ends yeah, up, I mean, know, like, like negativity and outrage is always going to be something that's fueled on the internet, yeah, right? And no. it's and that's the thing with conversations is that like you have to be able to cut through that line with people of mm-hmm. okay, like you know you don't like this thing, but let's like talk about it like right. calmly, like not just you know it's not just like yeah. you know I'm mm-hmm. gonna boycott everything. You yeah, know, there's there's a balance between there's them. There's obviously legitimacy there of like no, like I want to experience these games, um, yeah, but. There's a, there's a lot of in between there from like I want to experience these games and I think that's fair from like you're literally oppressing me because you <laughs> won't let me easily purchase the Legend of Zelda two <laughs> you know it's like right, right. And then, like. But- by the way, random thought I was just want to throw out. I love how we've mm-hmm. talked about Live Alive quite a bit, mm-hmm. and we haven't actually explained that. <laughs> anything of what it actually yeah. is as a game. Yeah. Like, I've talked about it in the general sense, but not, like, what yeah. it is. <laughs> so what is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's a very exper- experimental RPG from originally 94. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing that I've seen a lot of people kind of mix up when they first saw the trailer and everything is like, oh, so this is like Octopath, right? And it's really not, like, at all. Because uh, the whole shtick is, you know, here's seven different characters to choose from, but they're all their own isolated little stories and chapters. And it's really weird because I don't like talking too in depth about what all the gameplay entails. Cause mm-hmm. I really think this is one of those games where like, 
it's better to just go in right you mm -hmm. know just like just like let it wash over you just like see what happens because uh, it really messes a lot with sort of the assumption of like mm -hmm. what a jrpg is like every chapter has their own little gimmicks there's all this kind of like it's very playful and that I mean, at the same time like is undertale and um earthbound and those kinds of Mm -hmm. ways i feel like which is i don't know just really neat <laughs> well, absolutely yeah. in fact i mean live alive is one of the games that influenced undertale uh yeah, i mean the, right. the main boss theme in live alive is called megalomania <laughs> and megalovania is based on that it's not yeah. like a remix or a rip or anything mm -hmm. but it's like when you hear them side by side you're like oh i can see how this inspired this mm -hmm. you know yeah. like it's very clear like it, it is one of the games absolutely that influenced undertale's design mm -hmm. um because it is that kind of game and, and the kind of flip side of that is that if you're looking for a more kind of traditional oh i want to build up and level up my party and and you know kind of a normal jrpg it's really not that mm, yeah <laughs> um but i mean if you're kind of more just down in for... the even in just the ones that you play in the demo the like far future and the imperial china and shinobi yeah. like the shinobi one can be <laughs> yeah i learned it very feels quickly. a little it's like, bit maybe you shouldn't um but then some of the other ones like yeah one of them doesn't have combat at all the other one in for the Imperial China one, your main character right at the beginning, seemingly like you just you don't level up. And that's yeah. just like super interesting, like the way that the traditional JRPG gameplay ties in with the story and just like changes how it like how it uses that kind of gameplay mm -hmm. based on the story is i don't know, just super cool in literally just those the one chapter or the you know three opening chapters that you get to play yeah no absolutely i mean that's part of the experimental fun of the game i think this is one of those games where like if you've played a lot of jrpgs you especially like kind of stock ones mm -hmm. you appreciate this game all the more because it yeah. really does mess with that concept a lot uh and again like if you're looking for just a traditional like oh i just want like you know level up my guys it's really not that and it mm -hmm. actually has a lot of its weaknesses i would say are in that regard like the combat system is interesting but it's never really like a graceful challenge difficulty <laughs> that like increases like you're gonna have random difficulty spikes sometimes and most fights are relatively easy especially mm -hmm. if you're a, a little bit of a grinder like gameplay wise um mm. but mm. Yeah, it, it, it certainly has some weaknesses in those regards, but if you just want like a game that's this odd little gem that just messes with the concept of the genre, that's where it really shines. Yeah. How and many I know, hours sorry, go ahead. in will it take me to get a Charizard? <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the hour count, I, I'd be interested in, in your take, Kevin, because um, from what I've heard, it's like probably a 25-hour game and... I mean, without spoilers or whatever, there's um, the main criticism for Octopath was that like the, there are eight stories, but they kind of barely tie together. And this one, they specifically do tie together. And like the, I don't know. Okay. So Zeon over at Nintendo Life, I watched mm -hmm. his review and one of the things that, well, doesn't matter. <laughs> one of the things that he pointed out that I thought was really nice as a dad who doesn't have that much time to play games oftentimes is that like, you can feel like you're making adequate act like actual progress in each chapter because like each chapter is only you know like maybe two three hours long or something like that I, I mean maybe mileage may vary on that front i don't know but um as opposed to two hours feeling or like you know it, 
playing for 30 minutes in some other games could feel like you barely did anything like xenoblade chronicles 2 i remember i've said this a lot of times but i'd open the game forgot that i'd turned it off at a cutscene, and then watch the cutscene and be like oh man i gotta do, do something else and then by the time i pick the game back up i'm still in a cutscene. and so like i liked the game a lot but that kind of stuff was you know uh detrimental when when you don't have much time whereas this game seems like it's pretty kind to those of us with limited schedules yeah very much so i mean honestly each of the so again i don't like getting too in depth and like how the Mm -hmm. whole structure of the game works because i i think it's better to kind of be surprised Mm -hmm. a little bit Mm -hmm. uh the most general way i put this is that you play the seven chapters and then there is uh more we'll just say (laughs) so the seven chapters Uh uh individually go between about i think the shortest one maybe takes 35 to 45 minutes uh Mm. that's the modern day one it's very quick Mm -hmm. uh but then even at the longest there may be two hours two and a half if you really the 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 one that's kind of the wild card is is the uh edo the the ninja one because it's Mm -hmm. non-linear in design so you know depending on how you want to play it it can be pretty quick or it can actually take quite a while as you poke (laughs) and prod and figure stuff out Uh, but yeah the longest still is like two to two and a half hours um Mm. the overall game you know with the more at the end uh adds up to about yeah 23 to 25 uh depending Mm -hmm. on like how you speed through stuff Mm. um so it's a little more substantial overall. I think it actually surprises people because I've, I've talked to a few guys who are like, oh, I, I just got this far. How much more do I have left? And then I tell them, you go, oh, wait, really? <laughs> like, there's that. I'm only at, it's like, it's really only there. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. not, that's, it's, I'm not close to the end. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. Yeah. Man, I'm really excited to play the full thing um, whenever I get around to it because it just, it sounds, it's, and also like somebody that worked on this, worked on chrono trigger as well right something like that um uh, i believe so yeah i mean the, the chrono trigger was such a mashup of artists from like multiple teams and mm, i, I don't gotcha. remember right now the full list but that that sounds entirely likely i know <laughs> uh i know one of the guys that worked on uh final fantasy 4 uh served mm. as part of the main crew for for live alive gotcha um yeah so here's so going back to the like bigger topic you know of jrpgs general and remakes and all that kind of stuff so like obviously we're seeing this and like dragon quest 3 hd mm-hmm. um wh- like where where is chrono trigger and some of these other games that like i'm i'm just wondering what is it something where square's thinking about it we think or like the you know even final fantasies one through six there's obviously the pixel remasters but like are they gonna do some with those what yeah what are your thoughts on those kinds of things yeah, I mean, look, this is definitely a topic I've talked to a few people about. Uh, Zion mm-hmm. and I even did a whole chat about Chrono Trigger specifically. <laughs> nice. I, you know, it. I, I always hate to try and, like, get in the brains of companies because i mean there's so much that goes on on the backside there right like who's mm-hmm. you know who's making these decisions who's even moving them up in the ladder in the first place where you know what stuff's already in development that might interfere with other stuff potentially happening because you know obviously there are certain resources where if you want to have a certain director or a certain lead involved with the project if they're already involved in something else you know are you gonna really pull them away from that to bring back whatever classic game people are asking about mm-hmm. um yeah you know i i obviously like we were talking about earlier uh Square seems to be in this era right now where they're just really tapping into specifically that kind of SNES to PS1 era. You know, whether they're doing ports or remasters or remakes, they're really leaning into doing more of that right now. Uh, And so for specific titles, like stuff like Chrono Trigger, 
Yeah, I think that's in the conversation. I think that's an absolute possibility. Uh, but where that is in the timeline, or you know, if it really, really, really will happen, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. You know, I mean, the 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 range of stuff they're choosing right now is just so wild. Between <laughs> you know, I mean, so much of the Saga franchise is now playable on modern systems. Like they've mm. ported and remade like basically all of them at this point. There's only a couple missing. Which I, the fact that that's been that high of a priority is you know, just nuts like that, mm -hmm. that that's happening. Um, and then again, you know, Live Alive, I never would have expected because it wasn't even that big of a hit back in its day. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. So then that leads to that question of like, well, Chrono Trigger is a huge hit and where is that? Yeah. Maybe it's on the way, maybe not. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I, I, I would be cool. I'm for yeah. it. <laughs> you know, I, I want it on stuff. Maybe the thing for them is like, what do they think they can make a hit? And then that that is like how they gauge mm. what they want to do with it, right? Like yeah, maybe right. for a game like Chrono Trigger, they want to do something more akin to like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII, VII Remake. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. And that and that's a whole other topic in itself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, should a game like that get that kind of treatment or not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Look, I mean, I you know I had this talk with Zeon, and, and the, the the where I'm at on it is I feel like Chrono Trigger in its own state ages incredibly well. Mm -hmm. Like I love mm -hmm. FF7, and it's it's undeniable that that game is a uh, major piece of history. But I think, it, especially for the time it came out, it could stand for a little more of a yeah. visual rehaul and work done. And obviously, the direction they've taken it is in a completely different direction. It is not <laughs> right. a remake in the traditional sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and so for Chrono Trigger, in my mind, I'm like they could just release like a port with decent right. just just like you know just make it look good on modern displays don't give it pixel smoothing just make it look mm -hmm. good yeah. on a modern display and i'd be happy if they want to put extra work into it i'll take an hd2d version you know yeah. i'm down for that too that's kind of uh, that's kind of what i mean too where it's like mm -hmm. if they wanted to do a, a new game like they could just do both you know what i mean yeah. like right yeah trials did that exact thing uh -huh. back to back they, they announced them simultaneously which was yeah yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> it is crazy i mean it's the kind of thing where i wonder if their games i mean like trials like uh live alive where the less known they are the the more they can just like kind of just make a decision and as soon as it becomes too popular like honestly chrono trigger they it might be analysis paralysis to some degree where they're like mm -hmm. I, we could do this we could do that and like it's hard to really pin down what exactly to do because it feels like there's too much possibility maybe right um, and, and it has been you know not necessarily remastered but like it has mm -hmm. been ported and had content changed right like it, yeah. it got mm -hmm. that ps1 collection version that added those mm -hmm. uh like little anime cut scenes uh, it got the ds3 release which added some new mm -hmm. stuff that was fine you know <laughs> more or less the core experience was still the main reason to play it uh -huh. um it's like yeah and then maybe that's it right they've already put it through a regular re-release before and so now it's mm -hmm. like well do we release the ds version do we re-release the i mean that's what's weird about the pixel remasters for final fantasy right is that some of those games like four have been remade so many mm -hmm. times yeah. and the pixel remasters actually kind of hit the reset button on some of those they removed a lot of content that mm -hmm. was added in later ports and mm -hmm. in favor of just redoing the visuals and then maybe keeping some quality of life changes mm -hmm. um and so maybe yeah. that's what it is yeah maybe they can't decide what exact form they want it to take yet whereas live alive there's no pressure right like right. how yeah. many people even heard of this game before mm -hmm. <laughs> i i mean i definitely hadn't so <laughs> yeah it was news to me uh it was fun that's always yeah, a I fun mean, thing too and these directs like watching for like the game because like, you know just by how they talk about it that it's like this is a, a cult classic or whatever right uh-huh um but i'm like 
just waiting for the Twitter reaction, be like, do I should I care about this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And those are always the and that's why games it's, to see it's fun announced. to watch along with um because I mean it depends on the direct, but like there's been times that I've watched with like with the guys from Good Vibes Gaming or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's just fun because like for these ones where yeah, I'm I basically like got back into gaming around the Switch era. So I have mm-hmm. many, many gaps in mm-hmm. my history. Which means that, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like this where it's just like, I didn't even know about that. And having people with that knowledge be like, this this is a big deal for mm-hmm. one reason or another is just cool. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily more or less excited about it. But just like knowing that other people are excited about it gives... Yeah, that's the best part about the <laughs> yeah. internet. We talked earlier a little bit about how the the, the bad side of that mm-hmm. the discourse, right? But the best part mm-hmm. about the internet is being able to see people that are like super passionate about pretty much everything. There's somebody yeah. you're that, always gonna yeah that's popping up about everything. Yeah, for every game that's out there, except maybe like ET on Atari, like for every game that's out there, there's someone who's like the number one fan, right? Like there's just you're always gonna find those people, and that's what yeah. was like really fun about this one, right? Is that I feel like, you know, obviously the widespread hype wasn't there that much, but the few people that knew what Live Alive was lost their yeah, minds. Yeah, were super <laughs> hyped. Yeah. Which I think does yeah. a lot, especially now, like with people like us on the internet that, that like evangelize mm-hmm. for these games, basically. <laughs> right. Um, you see all these people talk about the game and then that snowball effects because then their friends is like, oh, I was watching this YouTuber talking about this game and it sounds cool. I want to buy it, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. honestly, just looking at the, I put the link to the, um, the UK charts or whatever, and this game was number six in the UK last week, and that's not including digital. And cool. for for this game, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, it yeah. might. I don't know if it's one that's going to have legs necessarily outside of like. Yeah, I just you know, it's it's always hard to tell with that kind of thing. But I mean, Octopath Traveler kept selling and stuff. And if people keep talking about it and it being like you know in the Game Awards or something like mm-hmm. that, and like it's definitely you know it will have met expectations for sure. Yeah. And honestly, meeting expectations is all this kind of stuff needs for. <laughs> these companies to continue to have realistic expectations work towards those and then make games you know or publish games you know what i think so that's great i think it's going Mm -hmm. to sell like a million units on switch and then like a year from now or maybe two it'll be on steam Mm -hmm. (laughs) it'll do whatever Mm -hmm. it does over there and then if the rumors are true about sony buying square enix it goes to playstation (laughs) yeah i I mean that's the only thing that's weird about this one too is that uh the western version at least was published by nintendo like mm-hmm. they handled publishing the west which i mean there's historical precedent for games getting published by them and then ported to other stuff later yeah. but there could yeah. be you know some agreements that maybe some platforms yeah. aren't on the table yep. uh, like damon mm-hmm. x machina uh nintendo published that for switch <laughs> and then it came out like a year like later on pc through xc yeah. yeah but it was only pc yeah. and it so, was so with so a different clear, publisher I so like i only think that it comes to PlayStation if Sony buys Square. That's the only yeah. way. But I mean, there's certain contracts in place that's, true, you know, true, true, that true. still makes it tough. Mm-hmm. And just as far as precedent goes, Octopath, published by Nintendo, came a year later to PC, but then I th- it came to Xbox, I think, Is it after Xbox? that. Yeah, I was it was on was Game Octopath Pass. published by Nintendo, though? Like, I know, yeah. I mean, like, or Nintendo did a lot of advertising for it, yeah. but... And that okay. happens a lot too, right? Where you got to look at who published it in Japan. Because uh, mm-hmm. for Switch games, Nintendo yeah. publishes a lot of Square Enix exclusives here. in the West. But in right. Japan, Square Enix publishes them. So I'm yep. curious if if uh, they publish mm-hmm. Live Alive in Japan. Uh, 
Square Enix yep. did publish yeah. Like, yeah. in Japan. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, was, yeah. it was it was it was Nintendo was only for the Western version. Mm-hmm. Yep. As opposed to like Astral Chain, which is Nintendo everywhere, you right. know, um, and stuff like that. So yeah, it is. In- yeah. It's always interesting with these kinds of things. I wonder what those deals are behind the scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I know I derailed us, but I know there was a segue in there for Square Enix talk. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I got mean, us back on it, but <laughs> <laughs> um, drop a mic. Uh, also we have we do have some q a specifically yeah. i mean we'll have other q a later but there were a couple of questions on live live specifically so i just feel like we could go ahead and pull those up mm-hmm. um sure. zeon who's been mentioned like 23 times so far <laughs> um said uh, about the conversation yes i need this in my life question if you had the choice how would you ask people to pronounce uh, well this game's name i say it all i say live 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 and live love <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, Live Alive is apparently the the official title. I always mm-hmm. like Live Alive, because, I mean, even though it's not what the phrase is, it kind of sounds like it's saying Live a Life, which mm-hmm. taps in the whole idea of, like, switch community. That just felt like the natural one to me, but, I mean, also, English is weird. And then yeah. other people <laughs> using English is, gets weirder. Like, it's just, True. it's a mess. Why yeah. am I so out of focus suddenly? I okay. <laughs> I definitely agree. That's when I saw Zion's question earlier. I also thought Live Alive, just because, yeah, feels borderline punny, but not quite but yeah you know. i mean this game loves puns anyways so <laughs> also Perfect. that's like i mean i don't know my... if you've caught go for it go for it i was just gonna say, i don't know if you've caught like the, the there's so many references in this game to like different popular fiction and stuff i mean mm-hmm. the in like the the wild west chapter there's characters named clint and uh i mean just like every major that's cowboy a, actor mm-hmm. basically has someone named after them yeah uh, the 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 imperial china one uh, all the apprentices are named or at least inspired by real life actors that were big in like martial That's arts fun. cinema mm-hmm. it, yeah it, it loves puns and like pulp and like just references to pop culture that were relevant yeah. in the 90s <laughs> very mother-esque in that way mm-hmm. um, cool. i was just going to say i like like the the meme on the internet i don't even know if i would necessarily want to call it a meme because it's like it's it goes further than just one specific reference point <laughs> But when people are like, do you say this or this? And it's spelled the same way. So, so yeah. like, like, yeah. A lot it's of times that. it's easy to interpret what they mean because it's, like, <laughs> it's just obvious. Like, do you say tomato mm-hmm. or tomato? Yeah. That's always a funny meme. Uh, that is fun. Uh, Thrill House asked, while I didn't enjoy uh, Live Alive, I can say that it looked amazing. It had me thinking how great Super Castlevania or the Contra games would look in that style. Side scrollers might not pop as much, but what eight slash 16-bit games do you think would thrive with an HD 2D remake? Mother. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, there's so many fan favorites in cult classics like that, right? And RPGs specifically mm-hmm. do well for it. I mean, my brain, I'm tuned into more stuff that hasn't come here yet. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, my first thought is, uh, I always switch up which one's supposed to be plural, but it's Treasure of the Rudras or Treasures of the Rudra. That's like another one that Square Enix only had in Japan. Mm-hmm. Super cool, unique RPG. Also, that was experimental, and oh. I would love to see that happen. Uh, and like we said earlier, Chrono Trigger. I mean, I just feel like yeah. it's an easy answer. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just like just all the things, really. Like, I feel like this style is just getting its life into it, and this is the first experiment with a remake. So, how much mm-hmm. more can we do now? You know, Dragon Quest Three is on the way too. So, <laughs> yeah. I hate the name though. Change the name. <laughs> name makes um, me uh, angry. HCT, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my obvious answer would be obvious. So, I'm trying to think of something besides that, um, which is Golden oh, Sun yeah. for Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody oh, else yes. already knows. I would love that. That's what I meant. <laughs> I agree, though. That's that would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah um although it would be interesting just because like it it is 
it wouldn't work exactly the same as these other games because right. already there's like there is already 3D kind of aspects of the um of the battle animations and stuff like that. So I would be interested to see like how that kind of thing translates. So maybe it isn't specifically the like, you know, HD 2D TM kind of style, but just 3D and I am going to freaking hurt something. (laughs) Well, and this thing too is like seeing other devs do it, right? Because right now it's just Mm -hmm. Square Enix that's really been doing it. So like when we see you know when yeah is nintendo interested in trying one of this trying this with one of their past ones or are we going to see i don't know someone get rights from konami to do something with you know one of their many titles i who knows yeah yep for sure i okay here's one um i i don't know if this would specifically be hd2d or anything like that but uh i feel like a good remake of zelda 2 could be really interesting like if it's just get rid of any of the jank that's in there and do some like interesting things with i don't know i, I yeah. feel like that could be fun because that you know that game's kind of a pariah in some ways and right. so yeah give it a it little love be, yeah. yeah well I mean, that's why i love um uh, an indie game that came out earlier this year that uh i'm blanking on the name right now which is terrible <laughs> uh it's basically these indie devs that took the concept of simon's quest uh, Castlevania mm. 2 and mm-hmm. basically made their own version of that that's better and you know it's like the same basic general concept of being kind of non-linear uh, you know getting hints from people of where to explore what to do uh, having the day night cycle uh, and it's awesome <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's super cool um, Z Giggler asked favorite of the stories in Live Alive and why this is just uh, a Kevin question <laughs> yeah because I, I probably would say the Edo chapter, just because it really, mm-hmm. I think it's like the most ambitious one in terms of what its weird gimmick is. Uh, yeah. it, it's by far the most replayable one. Like I enjoyed all the chapters and I've liked my time with all of them, but Edo specifically is one where, you know, on the same save file, you might just start it up again to do it differently and you can get so much, like it by itself is practically its own game, um, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I love that. I also, I, I feel like this is the pariah for some people, but uh, the far future chapter, uh, because while it's mm. very low on action and it's very dry at the start, uh, where it kind of ends up and some of the dialogue that's in it is like the strongest out of all of them. Like it has mm. like the best ending out of all of them out of nowhere. Like you don't really see it coming cause it's so dry at the start. And I think it just pans out wonderfully. That's interesting to hear because that was definitely the one where i was like i had to be kind of sold on it <laughs> as i was playing it, it, it should have been like in the demo in my one. opinion that's what i was going to say like it seemed like a weird one to put in the demo just because yeah. yeah again it's the one that doesn't have any battles as part of it so like um yeah i was kind of waiting for the shoe to drop essentially or like waiting for you know like all right so when's the battle gonna happen and what's that gonna be like for this guy or, yeah, um the, the back half of that chapter is so much better and that's why mm. it being in the demo felt weird to me like i feel like yeah. prehistory or near future would have been probably like a stronger pick for something that's like a little mm-hmm. more dynamic because yeah the 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 far future one again love the ending but it's <laughs> a very slow start yeah mm. That's interesting. I like the fourth and, one. That's that's my oh, favorite. Totally. You love great. <laughs> um, last question for this section, and then we'll keep moving on. With other things. Alec asked, "What absurd name would each of you give to your Square Enix J- or RPG?" I call my JRPG game two, but there's only one. Mm, beautiful. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is like an actual question I have to think about now. <laughs> I know. I- um, what's just like fancy fancy words just for the sake of fanciness um 
the thing is, there's been so many ridiculously named ones that all I want to do is say those names out loud, like Infinite Undiscovery, or you know, oh there's just goodness. so much. That, like, the, yeah, it's it's one of those things where there's so many wild examples. I don't know how to come up with an original one on the spot because it's like, oh wait, no, that sounds silly because it is a real one that I played. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay, how about Elysium Dystopia? Revergerance. Just some some made up word at the end, you know, just for fun. Mm -hmm. And but you gotta you gotta replace all the e's with a d, but it's upside down and has slit in it. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's a yeah. made up character in the language of the game. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. But yeah, so we were talking earlier about like, uh, yeah, there was a better segue for it before, but screen here we are. <laughs> yeah, screenix. So. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a rumor at this point, or it very much is a rumor at this point. So it could be yeah. that it's nothing, even if it's a true rumor, could still be that it doesn't materialize. So who's to say? But um, somebody claims that Sony is interested in acquiring Square Enix Tokyo, especially after all the like Activision stuff with Microsoft and um, Bethesda and all those bits and pieces um, that Sony has their eye on Square Enix. And uh, in the world where this happens, I don't know. What's our thoughts and what does that look like for the landscape of gaming? Uh, Kevin, you have a bigger stake in this than I do, so I'll let you go. <laughs> well, I'll throw out right away that, like, I, the, part of the reason why this is trending again a lot is, you know, the first time it happened, it was kind of that weird, like, someone said that this might be happening. And then, you know, mm -hmm. it kind of got traced back to a few different uh, people in the community that, you know, had heard things from who knows who. Uh, and that's always harder to trace. The reason why it's getting extra talked about again now is the source of the rumor even though it's mm. this person saying they heard it as a rumor uh <laughs> is one of the people who worked at i i can't remember which company right now either crystal dynamics or idos what one of the western devs that was they underneath square that got sold earlier yeah. this year yeah they were basically like oh you know i heard that you know maybe part of the reason this happened is because square is trying to you know slim down for a potential mm. sony buyout and maybe he's talking I, I don't think he even specifies where he heard that rumor so he might be talking about the same rumor that we all heard two months ago and that's he was like oh yeah that makes sense to me mm -hmm. uh, maybe he heard Fox it from someone all company. over again <laughs> yeah like i just it, like it's hard to trace where yeah. that rumor even starts so you know him talking about it it gives a little more weight but ultimately it's also him saying he heard a rumor and he doesn't i don't i don't think he specified <laughs> where he heard it from yeah. either so yeah. who knows you know i i you know my stance on it i, I don't love the the who should buy who conversations mm -hmm. as much like i mean it, it look it's gonna happen it happens uh and i think there are times we can talk about who you think would be the best fit but at the end of the day you know I'd like Square Enix to just kind of keep doing Square Enix things, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to the concept of keeping stuff on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they do a lot of stuff that's Nintendo and PlayStation. Some stuff goes to all platforms and PC included as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like it that way. Yeah. Uh, now, with that in mind, if it was a matter of, you know, not if, but when, like it's, it's going to happen, it's unavoidable, whatever. Yeah, Sony's cool. Like, I think yeah. I think that's a good fit. Like, they have a lot of strong history. I mean, a lot of the stuff that's kind of identified as PlayStation exclusives from back in the day were Square Enix properties. You mm -hmm. know, Final Fantasy VII is synonymous with PS1. And right. so that history strong. And same can be said for, like, them with Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, there was yeah. a lot of strong stuff, too. Just depends uh, on the era that you know them for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I, I would say later on, it made him a little more heavy square, right? Like PS1, mm -hmm. PS2, uh, even once multi-platform started becoming a th thing, they still showed a little extra favoritism on the Sony side of things. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so sure, like if it was going to be someone, I guess, but 
I'd be down for them to just keep doing their thing. <laughs> I'll yeah. say, I think it is. Yeah, it, go for it. It depends on how they approach it because, like, Agreed. Xbox has like made it cool to be like, "We own you," but like, I don't care. You can you can still date them. <laughs> I don't know, like whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Sony wouldn't do that. <laughs> Nintendo wouldn't do that. In fairness. Um, well, Sony is doing it a little bit, right? Because uh, like Bungie, they acquired Bungie, but Bungie is going to be allowed to do. And also, are they MLB the show? Games? For are are they just going to maintain well, Destiny too? So the the claim, I mean, this is based on you know their initial announcements. Mm -hmm. I believe the wording from Bungie is that they're going to continue being multi-platform. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Because really, the main benefit for Sony in this deal is learning how to run a live service game. Right. Like they've said, mm -hmm. like this is why we're buying Bungie is we just want to know how to do this <laughs> so we can apply it to more of our titles. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, but I think yeah. I mean additionally, like yeah, MLB the shows the other one, the other standout one yeah. to me. But is, that, I, that that like, feels more a, like like MLB. I'm pretty sure that was was like yeah. an mob imposed decision uh, yeah okay. they they they, they ultimately mind. own the rights and uh they want to make more money so yeah. they're like hey like put this on everything why right. should this only they're, be on on sony i think yeah. the the gist of it was basically like yo if you want to be the developer for this video game put it on other stuff or we're out and we're going to find a different developer that will yeah um, gotcha so like all right whatever yeah because like i would definitely say outside of those specific examples sony definitely feels like i mean like nintendo again like it yeah, you just said too like would be bad for people that you would want be keeping it for yourself for yeah. sure the oh, only yeah, thing absolutely. that i could see with sony is that i mean maybe they're just seeing the benefit of being uh you know having some publisher first studios if so like uh, like Microsoft has at this point. And then, cause those ones, you know, you're making more money off of some of those, but you can also keep particular games for yourself. Yeah, and right. especially considering that Sony, like the, the games that they would most want to broadcast would be like the final fantasy sevens and the like, mm -hmm. yeah. you but know, that, that's also, the, Mm -hmm. that's also what's kind of wild though right is that like yeah. they already have that like why yeah. does Sony right. need to spend exactly. money when ff7 exactly. remake I, like sure it went to pc later but it's still platform they, playstation i think it's because they do currently spend money on it <laughs> and that's the thing that, like <laughs> that makes me not have a lot right. of faith and if that. they bought it because they actively spend money on maintaining exclusivity like there's yeah. no shot that they didn't spend money on remake specifically mm -hmm. um and yeah. a lot yeah. of and then 15 coming up as well right and, you know in spider-man for, for uh for freaking avengers game you know like stuff like mm -hmm. that like they they do that a lot um and it's not yeah. even just exclusive to square and to be yeah. fair, Xbox has a history of doing it too, but they stopped a, a while ago. You know, like they, yeah. that that hasn't been a thing that they done they've done in the last yeah. like two generations. Yeah. Though so the Avengers thing, I mean, you're talking about Spider Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's because Sony owns Spider Man, like rights wise. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that, that wasn't even like a, even they probably didn't have to pay for that. That was just because like yeah. they own the film rights for Spider Man. That I it feels more like they're trying to have that idea that they own spider-man mm -hmm. just across the board but to my knowledge that's not true because spider-man he's in marvel ultimate alliance that, yeah he's yeah exactly yeah. he's in that game true so that is weird yeah, um that so is true they just want that that it, just like a lot of exclusivity stuff like if it's content exclusive mm -hmm. or like marketing deals they want the perception they want the exclusive <laughs> like the exclusivity on the perception of it because that's almost right. as good as it being a PlayStation game because if everybody mm. just buys it on PlayStation anyway it might as well have just been a PlayStation game and I'd imagine it's slightly cheaper to to just have the perception <laughs> than to like right. actually have full exclusivity yeah yeah well it's also no, like it the sort of it's it's upfront cost versus long term, right? Because yeah. how many times do you pay for exclusivity before it becomes a? Yeah, it's just a. Uh, we could have just bought this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. 
Yeah. No, it's it's super interesting. I think the thing that would be a shame is yeah, if if Sony buy, would were to buy Square Enix um and you know got all their games including the live alive kinds of things and anything like that um the shame would be that at this point no other companies have besides besides some indie developers like no other big publishers are even close in terms of catching up to the modern day turn-based rpg output Mm. as square currently is and that's just like i don't know that's you know at this point there's a resurgence of that genre and like maybe maybe that would leave an opening and so more studios would then start to develop those games but also it could it could just bring it back to being a bit of a niche again because like truly those games are getting the most sales on i mean pc for sure i'm and also switch you know Mm. yeah so yeah, Although, I mean, interesting. I mean, they, they as far as like bigger name, especially on a higher budget, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, Atlas also, right? Yeah, that's and true. that's oh, under Sega, and and, yeah. and that even, you know that even introduces a conversation, right? Of like, if Square Enix were to get bought out, how much more valuable does Atlas become as the free agent that mm. could get taken over, you know, through true. Sega because they're under right. Sega already? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I mean, there's yeah, always well. been that running joke of like, who should Xbox buy next? Oh, Sega, because they need <laughs> Japanese titles, right? You know? right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it just becomes that much more interesting. Additionally, yeah. I think Nintendo themselves should make mm-hmm. more turn-based RPGs. That's my opinion because you know yeah, we yeah. don't really. I I think that that's, it's been a while. Th- that's the like, <laughs> that, like for me, I'm like more mixed on like the the concept of like acquisitions and stuff like that because I mm-hmm. do believe in the the idea that like stuff like this forces everybody to do better. It forces yeah. the the person that just spent billions of dollars on this new company to utilize the new company to make their money back and incentivizes everybody to then compete with the new like. Um, um, you know, like fervor for this company mm-hmm. and the games that they make. And they're like, well, I want games like that. You know, like it, it it's, you see it kind of, cause we haven't seen a lot of the games that like were a result yeah. of this with Xbox yet, but you see it with Xbox where they're yeah. like, okay, we see that we got destroyed by PlayStation last gen. And a lot of the games that they make are the third person action adventure games. We don't really have that. So let's get our uncharted, you know, like, you know, that, that whole thing where they're like trying to check, um, very well-defined boxes. Um, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that like, if everybody, as long as everybody is like, um, uh catered to in this sense where like nintendo gamers get the same type of games but it's like tailored to their taste and like the type of properties that they um that resonate with the nintendo audience and the same for playstation the same for xbox Mm -hmm. that's a w and it's even bigger w for like people like me and you kevin that have access to multiple consoles because we could play yeah i was gonna say that's kind of yeah, but that's kind of the problem too, right? Is that like it shouldn't <laughs> yeah, be? Yeah. It shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, like that's cool. Like, like competition's cool, right? And we have right. competition right now, even if it's not, you know, everything is Sony versus Xbox or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, that is the the dark version of that. Is like, okay, cool. Now everyone's trying to make their own awesome RPG, and now mm-hmm. you have a reason to own every system. But right. most but people gotta, don't yeah. want that situation. Right. I mean, ultimately, like mm-hmm. I may have said this all the time, right? Is that like I don't really have a huge stake in like picking PlayStation or Xbox, and I tell mm-hmm. most people like pick the one that has games that interest you. Right. Uh, and that's a lot more of a messed up situation when 
you know, if the entire when market hits this, like, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. There's there's this mm-hmm. wild endpoint where everyone owns someone, and now there are no true multi-platform games aside from whatever Xbox puts stuff on PC uh, and PlayStation <laughs> Two now at this point, just with a little you know larger window between them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, and that's it, kind of messed up. Like that sucks. Feels, like, yeah, it feels complicated because like I definitely agree with that. Like games should like they should just be accessible and easy for yeah. as easy yeah. as possible because it's a luxury hobby anyway. Like. Mm-hmm. even yeah. like a switch is 300 bucks <laughs> you know what i mean um so like on that end for sure but th- there there is something to be said for like people just getting complete or companies i mean specifically mm-hmm. being complacent and being like well, uh, well i'm gonna sell it anyway so i'm just gonna make whatever but yeah yeah when you're putting their feet to the fire by th- these big acquisitions and stuff like that i think that that incentivizes that so the, the basically what i mean is like i think there's good to to both ends but for sure yeah i think the accessibility is um a problem mm-hmm. yeah there's certainly kind of a doomsday scenario with that and i mean not doomsday but you know it just it just it it feels icky mm-hmm. if things were to get that <laughs> yeah. point right yeah but you know what doesn't feel icky at all Doom Blade chronicles 3 because it's getting uh, great reviews it's true it's yeah. Not yeah. Well, good job games doing, doing it's, it. it's doing great i'm excited <laughs> to play it myself i uh yeah. i was not one of the I, I do not have early access so uh i'm getting it friday <laughs> and we'll see what i think i'm excited yeah <laughs> what was your uh did you play all the other xenoblade games or um mm-hmm. yeah i played all the others and I'll, I'll be i'll be honest i feel like i'm not amongst like the most hyped fans like i've enjoyed Mm -hmm. xenoblade but it's never really been like my top favorite one Mm -hmm. um i have my issues with some of the entries uh side quest bloat especially uh but i enjoy the stories especially the one in one uh i'm really curious how you Mm -hmm. know three looks like it's trying to kind of tie everything together a little more strongly than than the other ones already (laughs) have a bit Mm -hmm. uh so i'm curious where it's all going like i'm you know and i'm a huge fan of the older stuff that throws back references to i mean the the trailers and stuff we've seen there's so many little allusions to stuff from like xenogear and xenosaga that i'm like okay i eat That's that fun. stuff up so <laughs> yeah i've played one and two and i've played a little bit of torna um mm. and i yeah i i think i i played two first and so i think i have more of a soft spot for that and also i played it when i uh, before doing any youtube stuff so i had just time on my hands um and so for as far as like side quest bloat and stuff when it's the only game you have that you're playing at the time that kind of stuff doesn't really stand out too much um, right. but then as soon as i was playing xenoblade chronicles definitive edition and was doing youtube stuff and was trying to you know kind of get a move on with it i felt that for sure um, yeah. but still you know good well, game. And, and one is a lot worse <laughs> than two in that regard like okay. two, like yeah. I, like i'll still give two a little crap for that but it compared to one i mean one mm. just has so many here's 80 side quests that have all opened up and they're all just different flavors of go kill these guys or go get these items and yeah. it's very dry uh two at least had like the blade mm-hmm. side quests and there was a little more plot and stuff to them that made them you know there were still some of those ones that were whatever but yeah th- that was improved it, so i'm hoping it gets further improved in three <laughs> it did also feel like in one to like really become familiar with the world that you were in you you should have done this side quest like i don't really feel like even though i i, I mean i played the game um i didn't really feel like i ever I don't know, was intimately familiar with the world that I was in. It was kind of like I was just moving through it. I probably was also looking too much at like the map markers and stuff and trying to, you know, get a move on to some degree. Whereas too, I think because it was on smaller Titans and that kind of thing, like I might not have been... uh, 
super familiar with the exact paths that I took or anything, but the biomes, that kind of thing, they felt more, I have a lot stronger memories of each of them, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure, I'm sure other people that played Xenoblade Chronicles one first and then two afterwards might feel the opposite. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have some qualms with two mostly just in the, like, I, I don't care that it was particularly anime. I just, cause uh, anime is great, but, uh, yeah, some gratuitous the stuff booba. was like, oh my goodness. Come on guys. <laughs> yeah. Just chill. I mean, it's what, yeah. It's one of the things where it's like, I'm not going to let that, I'm not like angry about it. We're just like, yeah, no. I could do without it. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I liked one's balance a little better than that part. And I, I, I do agree with you actually. I think two does a better job of kind of pacing and world introduction. Uh, mm. I just like the overall story of one. Yeah. I think it just especially like I feel like it lands really well and it feels like one (laughs) didn't have to think of itself in the context of another game because it didn't Mm, whereas two had like was like okay how can we remix some of these ideas and then tied together with with like a piece of twine um (laughs) and that i still honestly i had to watch a whole like 26 minute youtube video explaining how the two things i mean it was like a couple years later so i'd fully forgotten but like by the time i finally played one i was like i don't know how these games um come together but that said i yeah i'm hoping xenoblade chronicles 3 from the sounds of it does do a pretty good job of uniting all of that and i don't know that's just really fun so yeah i'm I'm excited to find out Mm mm-hmm yeah i probably won't play it right at launch but uh i'll play it when i know that i have more time to actually sink into it probably later in the year i played a little bit of all of them and progressively mm-hmm. less every time uh except for <laughs> three i mean x i played freaking 30 hours of x because i wanted to play the robot on the box and then i got to the part <laughs> with the robot on the box and it felt terrible so then i was like i'm out of here <laughs> uh, i need to go back to x i never i that that's one i have not put enough time into so yeah I, i've played all the chronological ones i have not finished x mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i want to go back that's to that i need i need to rehook up my wii u just for that mm-hmm. unless <laughs> true 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 <laughs> That's true. HDTV. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> it's. I mean, they just take the game and they turn it down to like 48p, yeah. so it's just super it's a, pixelated. It's like it's ah, a remake. remake. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's how you do it. So, the, I mean, you know, that's a game that maybe we'll eventually be playing. But right now, theoretically, there are games that we actually are playing. And so let's talk about some of those. Any games you guys are playing? obviously live alive to some degree <laughs> yeah i mean that was the the most recent thing for me for sure yep it's true you playing yep. anything else um i mean right before that i was doing some catch-up work on finishing stuff like for instance i so i have played all the xenoblade games but i never actually played the uh new content added in definitive edition mm-hmm. um the future connected the fe- yeah so i did that uh like a week ago mm-hmm. um lots of how did you feel like that turtles. stacked up as compared to other Xenoblade things or whatever like yeah uh it was good um I'm I'm really curious uh how I'm gonna feel about it after playing three because Mm. part of my I feel like very much especially with the name they chose and the timing of you know this coming out as part of a re-release before the third entry comes out I feel like maybe it like because right now it's just sort of like oh this was like an extra story that's like cool to play i'm curious mm-hmm. if it's actually going to tie into three in any way um and right. i feel like that would heavily impact how i feel about it how i feel about it right now it was good um i think in terms of like uh additional story i like torna more i think torna did a lot of really interesting stuff mechanically uh, and i like how it filled in kind of a prologue to, to two mm-hmm. more so um yeah it, it was a cool follow-up and i'm curious if the context of it's going to change with three Makes mm. sense. 
Uh, cool. Parker, are you playing anything? I I am. Yeah, mm. so... Do, 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 do. Some same old, same old. I uh, popped up in the Switch the other day and had a little bit more time to kill than I usually do. And so I was like, you know what? Nice. I'm going to open one of the folders because we've oh got folders God. now. Uh-huh. The one that's my backlog games <laughs> and just see if there's any of these games that... I mean, there were a couple that were still technically in my backlog folder that I was like, you know, I played five minutes of this game and recognize that I probably it's you know like uh human fall flat for example mm. it's like that's a fun game I played it with a friend for like 10 minutes one time and I'm counting that because I'm probably I'm just not going to go through and play that game by myself mm-hmm. and so like if I play it cool if not it's off the backlog it counts yeah. um but there were a couple games that were on there that I decided between and one of them I bought moonlighter a while like I think like first of the year basically um for like six bucks instead of 25 bucks or something like that mm-hmm. and i'd heard good things about it from the guys at uh, flip screen games mm-hmm. uh used to when they were back as pots cast they mm-hmm. talked about it a bunch and every time they talked about it it sounded fun but intimidating <laughs> uh, kevin have you played it at all a little bit i i messed okay. with the one a tiny bit but uh nice. it's not one i fully got into because mm-hmm. it, it, it is roguelike in nature, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, roguelikes for me are always like, a, they either click or they don't. Totally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've, yep. I've started so many and even the ones that get a lot of praise, sometimes I'll try it out and maybe I have to revisit it half a year later. That's actually, so for games playing right now, I did forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started playing Into the Breach. <laughs> with, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, the new update. Because I I've didn't really mess with it much. playing that. So I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I didn't mess with it much when it first came out, even though I heard great stuff and I love mechs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, it's, it should be my jam, but I just didn't, yeah. for whatever reason, didn't click for me when it first came out. Uh, I started playing it on Steam Deck, and I, I'm I'm hooked now. So that is that is something else I've been playing uh, lately. Is yeah. is that because the the update was cool. I it's for that one specifically. Like I played it just a little bit, and I was like, I really like these mechanics. I think as I was playing it, I wasn't thinking of it as a roguelike, and mm. so because of that, I think as I was like losing steam in my playthrough, <laughs> I was de incentivized from continuing because I didn't think about the whole like oh, you know you'll die and yeah. start and, again yeah. and it'll be fine. You have um, to accept you're going to die like a lot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's so that's the thing is like because I was thinking of it as just a regular single player game that kind of hurt that for me. So I think yeah. I just need to push through, let myself die, start again, and then go from there. Yeah. And uh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I, that's, that's absolutely, awesome. I think what happened to me too. I think, I think my first playthrough, I just didn't approach it like a roguelike and, and mm-hmm. now I have, and it, it's, <laughs> and it yeah, clicked. it's better. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It Honestly, as far as you said, like certain ones don't click that much. Like, so I played through um, Hades until I got to Hades and I, um i had like the best loadout the first time i got to him and just narrowly didn't kill him um and then the <laughs> next time i got to him it was just like hopeless there was i didn't i had a you know probably regular loadout and just wasn't good enough um and at that point i was kind of like i know there's more that i can see this game but i don't really care that much like i had a fun time with it but it, i definitely wasn't hooked like i was with some other games whereas like enter the gungeon which i i don't play like that many roguelikes but of the ones that i have played you know, I had a fun enough time with Hades, but like Enter the Gungeon hooked me a lot more back at the time. Um, and I still go back to that one pretty often, you know, every like, I don't know, four or five months or something. And then, yeah, Moonlighter. I just started it a couple of days ago and I I always feel like, and probably accurately so, that I don't have that much time to play games in this current season of life. Um, mm-hmm. But certain games, once I like get started, and if they're easy to pick up and play, I'll 
time will find itself and, right. and i'll end up just playing it more and that's just a fun little thing so yeah that game for the the elevator pitch for anybody who doesn't know about this game it's uh i mean kind of, you know pixel art kind of thing um and it's it's a roguelike where you go into a dungeon and you you know kill some enemies and the rooms are randomly generated and all that kind of stuff um but you also collect resources and then you bring those resources back you like try to you've got a, a way that you can like leave the dungeon before dying and if you do that whereas most roguelikes you just go till you die and then you know that's it whereas like you go in you go th through a bunch of rooms and then you can leave um with all your loot and you bring it back and then you have a shop where you can sell the loot that you have but you can only bring a certain amount with you so that's the like the kind of big loop of it is that you go into these places and you you know kind of have to pick and choose at some points like okay i have this stuff in my bag but there's something on the floor there from an enemy that i just killed that like i could pick that up instead um and then sort of weighing those things and there's like even a little bit of a puzzle element where like if you open a chest inside one of the dungeons there will be some items that have specific rules where like this can only be you know if, if your backpack is a uh like five by five square or something like that um this item can only be on the left or right or on the top or bottom of your thing or this item when it goes back to town will destroy the item directly to the left of it so you can put it just all the way on the left side of your bag and then it doesn't destroy anything but like the more of those that you have it starts becoming like a bit of a puzzle of like how to put all these things in there but then there's some things that they'll do it's like where this item if you place it like when you place it the item above it d loses the curse that's on it or whatever mm. so it's just like um it's interesting but yeah. i'm realizing i'm trying to like way too much like to the same degree that i played start like tried to min max stardew valley mm -hmm. i'm trying to min max the loot collection in this to where i could have easily beaten the first of five dungeons by now and i haven't because i keep going in trying to get the exact right loot like and then that. getting out the of there and like, <laughs> it's it's true and so i i'm realizing that i, I need to just kind of uh, chill a little yeah, bit just play um, game, dude. that's why and, uh, that's yeah. that like exaggerates how little time you have for games because yeah. every game you play it's like a thing tm <laughs> like, mm -hmm. there's dedication but, involved yeah, yeah. yeah. There is. gotta clear the yeah. schedule yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that said it is really fun and like the um the last bit yeah in the shop when you bring your items back so you can craft some things with it but then uh also there are items that aren't used for crafting at all they're just things that you sell and you get to set the price for those items and the customers will come in like one at a time peruse your wares and then be will give some kind of reaction of like this price is obviously too high oh, or too it's low like the lemonade stand game i played in first grade <laughs> it's it's like that but with a yeah. bunch of items um it's I mean, not i'm just getting flashbacks that... to Reseteer. like that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it's that part's a is fun once i once i got into it and uh like there's you can also if you don't want to work too hard at that part you can just google what the like this is the neutral price for this item this is the price That's when cheating. it's particularly That's popular cheating. yeah so you can't i haven't i've only done that accidentally for like 
two items and there's definitely been some Oops, items where i've just google my bag <laughs> <laughs> well i've i've definitely looked up a bunch of items to be like can you craft something mm. with this like do i want to save this or can i just sell it because oh, like and i the hate price that in games there? all right that's fair enough that's fair. yeah so exactly um but like because in in some pokemon games you'll get some items that have a description like mm-hmm. tiny feather or something like that. i can't yeah. remember if this is if that's one or not um but it'll have a description that makes it sound like it's useful the pretty but it's not feather. you just sell it for money yeah, pretty, pretty feather, feather you got it yeah yeah um and so then i'm like oh i don't want to sell that because i should keep it and then nice you should sell it <laughs> yep just holding on forever sure. yeah sure. so that's also, me maybe that's you what i'm because if you go and stole inside you can sell it for more money dude mm, there you go kind maybe kind of min maxer you do you know that <laughs> Uh, is that it? Is that all the games you're playing? I think that I think that's all I'm playing. All right, yeah. I'm playing a little bit of a lot of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. for multiverses. Did I talk about that? Mm-hmm. I played a little bit because because mm-hmm. the thing oh, is I, I can more. I can only play a little bit in the interest of a bet that I'm having with Wood and Scootish. <laughs> um, because the whole thing is like it's team based Smash Brothers situation for people that don't know. Um, and mm-hmm. the whole thing is me and Bob pretty good at smash brothers uh wood and jackson not so much um so <laughs> they played it in the in the closed alpha situation and they, they played a few hours and the whole thing was like i i challenged them and i was like yo me and bob will not touch this game beyond what is reasonable and you guys can practice as much as you want and we're gonna do like a you know first to three or whatever the 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 amount of the of the grudge matches and whoever wins is is cringe i mean whoever loses is cringe and bob mm-hmm. was like yo if we put a thousand dollars on it so now now we're getting really into the content sphere thing uh-huh. spicy that's a free yeah. video that's a free video yo i i robbed my friends for a thousand dollars i mean absolutely make that video yeah but... <laughs> if you don't think i'm making that video um but yeah no i just shoot it now i mean you just have I'm, I'm writing the script as we speak um, nice. <laughs> I'm gonna do the whole. It's, it's just gonna be a freaking Ludwig video, <laughs> like boy, you know, like that whole crap. Um, but yeah, no, that's gonna be if if they actually go through, because you know, it's, it's a little bit of a uh, little bit of trepidation <laughs> on their end. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems, um, but if they go through with it, that's gonna be one hilarious, but two, the the, the easiest money I ever won in my life. Because mm-hmm. you know, Smash Bros. I get it. I understand platform <laughs> fighters, man. And and, and it's a neat game. I, it's a cool know, game. The little I played, I really thought was awesome. I just have not put that much time into it since. <laughs> Did you you so you played it during the alpha, right? Yeah. Have you a played it bit, any, yeah. any since then? Like uh, in the I haven't done the, the current run right mm. now, just because I was sidetracked with trying to do live alive or live live as right. fast as I could for for review and stuff. Uh, so I've just been all over the place. Uh, and then I'm going on a trip this weekend, so mm. I can't play it while I'm, you know, this weekend either. So yeah, I, I want to put more time in. It just hasn't really lined up lately with that. everything else I'm trying to get through. But mm. I really, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me, aside from it just being like a fun, solid Smash style game, mm-hmm. uh, the attention to detail for some of the characters' movesets and like mm-hmm. how certain mechanics work. There's so many cool little allusions like to their properties. Like she crouches and stuff like that, like how it gets blurry because she lost her glasses. <laughs> 
Right, exactly. Or That's like uh, like Tom and Jerry's moveset is them fighting each mm -hmm. other. Yep. <laughs> which is when Jerry dies, Jerry can die. Uh, which and there's, is, which is and there's stuff that's like, uh, and there's stuff that's randomly dark. Like Arya mm. has a thing where when she defeats an opponent, a pie generates. Which, if you've mm. watched Game of Thrones, you get the context, and it's really messed up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this, this game. Funny. I'm trying. I'm playing Bugs Bunny because I think he's ridiculous. Uh, just, mm -hmm. just off of what I've seen. And his toolkit. I'm like, this character is broken, and he will be nerfed eventually. But I'm going to take advantage <laughs> of him while before they do that. <laughs> like, there, he has this. Um, there's a few mechanics that are that are kind of nuts for this character. But the, the, the funniest thing is like he has this Acme box where he can just pull mm -hmm. out random items and like eat that. That's item. fun. He can take out a pie and throw the pie. He has a rocket, which this is like one of his few. Well, he has a couple of uh, like team, so it's largely team focused um, platform fighter. Um, and like his team thing or thing things is he has a kiss move that if you hit your opponent with it, it makes them like immobilized, like they can't move. So you can just get a free punish on them. But if you kiss your friend, mm -hmm. they heal. Um, same thing mm. with the pie. Like you could throw the pie and it like slows your opponent down. But if the pie goes through your 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 friend, it heals them a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. He also has like a safe that you could uh, drop down from the sky, and then like once it drops down the sky, you can hit it with a baseball bat. And it's it's, it's skim's ridiculous. That's fine. He also has a <laughs> rocket. Like his recover, like his up special, is he gets on a rocket and how this game works. There's no ledge like Smash Brothers. Like you can oh, grab the ledge, but in this game, how you recover is like you can ride the wall by wall jumping up it. His rocket, oh. you can wall jump up it. So like if your mm. your friend's about to die, you can use your rocket and they can use that to get to ledge. Um, That's fun. So or yeah. not ledge to the to the stage because <laughs> there is no ledge yeah. in this game. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff like that that like in my head I know it's crazy, but in practice I can't <laughs> I can't really I can't practice it because if I practice then they're you know they're going to call it off and I don't want to do that. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Um, but apart from that, I played uh, Pokemon again. Mm -hmm. We did um, Max raids and me and lee uh lee got two shinies lee got a shiny doug trio and uh, i don't remember what his other shiny was it doesn't matter um and then i got a shiny uh sneasel or no no mm. that's what his two shinies was were he got a shiny sneasel and a shiny doug trio and he it was or was that i don't remember i don't remember it doesn't matter we were, talking, were we were talking crap about both of these shinies at one point or another doug trio he was like he was like oh, i hope this like if i get a shiny i hope doug trio is not the one that i get and then that's the one he got and then same thing with <laughs> sneasel we did a, a tier list of shinies for every generation mm -hmm. and sneasel wasn't as high as people wanted it so i was when i was like watch this be the shiny that i get and it was the shiny that I got. <laughs> um so that, that was fun um, and then beyond nice. that, Smash Brothers, uh, so Kevin, uh, to update, to, to put you in the loop, um, I've been starting to go to Smash Locals, because I'm pretty good at Smash Brothers, but I don't nice. like, play competitively until now. So I'm going to Smash Locals, and I'm, I'm in the phase of, like, where I'm trying to figure out what feels good, because, like, it's right. a whole different thing to play in my room, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. with all these controlled variables, and a different thing yeah. with 50 people all in a, a venue being loud. and Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Completely. I mean, I used to be, I, I used to be a lot 
more into the FGC scene. I'm slowly. I feel like I'm getting pulled back in. The, the mm. hype from six uh, for Street Fighter Six yeah, is really like calling to me. But like, I mean, I I went I went to a college over at uh, Cal Poly, so mm. I was near or Cal Poly Pomona, which is nearby where. Uh, basically where like Wednesday night fights and all that stuff was Ooh, back in the day okay. when like yeah. street fighter four and like, you know, before everyone got angry or Marvel's Capcom three, like right, all that right, kind of right, stuff. Right. Uh, so I would go to those events. I mean, the energy is completely different yeah. from, you know, mm -hmm. playing at home. <laughs> yeah. And it's also a thing. Cause it's like, I play mainly Pokemon trainer in smash brothers ultimate, but I secondary min min because min min handles a lot of matchups that are annoying for Pokemon trainer, but mm. people don't like fighting min min. And since most of the time when I'm playing this game, I'm playing it like on stream. I don't want to put people against characters that they don't like fighting. Um, and also right. adjacent to that, I don't usually play to win as hard as I should. So it's like, because I, I want people to like want to play the game. I want to get better at the game. So I don't want right. to just dumpster them. But when I'm fighting somebody that I should attempt to, because they're actually good at the video game, my <laughs> habit mm -hmm. is to be like, I could kill you here, but like, eh, just come back to it. You know, like just my muscle memory isn't there. Don't give them an inch. Don't give them an inch. Exactly. So I, <laughs> I, I need to beat that out of my, my psyche <laughs> and just have the killer mm -hmm. instinct. But also it's, it's balancing min min. So this week when i went to the local um i did worse than the first week but i expected that mm, mm -hmm. um because i wanted to try min min and see if min min felt good um and like what ended up happening which i didn't expect and i'm even more bad at myself this week because i could have done better um was i didn't trust min min like the whole reason why i went there was because i was like i'm gonna mm. freaking go min min and i'm gonna use her and blah 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 my first match winner side um i started with pokemon trainer and i barely lost it was last hit and i was like okay i got this next match let me try min min i beat the guy the uh that game but it's best two out of mm -hmm. three so then mm -hmm. last hit last stop with min min i lost that and i got sent to losers so i'm like man i should have just went min min game one because the, another <laughs> side of it that i don't i never have to consider when i'm just playing for like better like basically casually online on twitch.tv slash watch redirect um <laughs> i don't it's not stage picks and all this stuff. it's just random stages but when you're playing in tournament when you win when you win matters because if he wins the first mm -hmm. match that means i get the stage pick so i pick the stage and then i beat him on that what ended up happening with the stage pick was we just neutral uh we just gentlemen to uh to play uh, mm -hmm. playstation 2 to pokemon stadium 2. <laughs> um and that was the game that i lost but then i was like nah running back running back running back on ps2 and i was mimin and i won that but since I won, his stage pick was the next thing, and he mm. picked a stage that's bad for Min Min. Had I went mm. Min Min and won on PS2, and then mm -hmm. he got to pick the stage and then I lost, and then I got to pick the stage again, it would have been right. a better chance of me just winning. So next yeah. time I need to go Min Min. Um, and then the last match, I played against my friend, actually. <laughs> Um, mm. And I SD'd two times in both of my matches. So I was like, this oh, is no. terrible. But next week, I, uh, I, if somebody has to yell at me, if I don't start with Min Min, I need to be shamed publicly. <laughs> um, have faith, so that's, good. So have that's, faith in Min Min. That's my, that's my mission. I need to do it. Because the, the thing is, nice. like, something I don't give enough credit is Min Min is just an inherent skill check. Like, I can suck with Min Min, but most people are not good at fighting even bad Min Min. 
So mm-hmm. my min's okay. You know, I just not comfortable with her because it's not as good as my Pokemon trainer generally. Um, but I needed to just suck that up and, and just go min min and go from there. Just lean into it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Get him uh, so, off guard. So that's my mission next week. Uh, I'll report back. Uh, <laughs> what else am I playing? I'm, I mean, that's basically it. I'm playing a little bit of other stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Well, I do remember a couple of things I'm playing. Mm-hmm. I'll be yeah, real quick because I know we've 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 been out of it. But uh, I I've also I, I go through phases of just you know checking out whatever comes to Game Pass and mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. different things out. Uh, Escape Academy, which if you like escape room stuff, is just a cool little puzzle game. Um, and then uh, As Dusk Falls, which I really didn't expect to like like as much as I do. Like I thought, mm-hmm. like I'm always down for narrative stuff and I like to have choice consequence and plot branching, so I'm always into that. Oh, yeah. right. uh, but like the art style, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's this weird, like, you know, mm-hmm. semi-still frame, semi-motion, which I still don't really love. <laughs> uh, but everything else about it has grown me. Like the writing's mm-hmm. a lot better than I expected. Uh, the way some stuff can play out differently. Uh, I need to finish it because I was like midway through and then I started playing Live Alive. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm probably going to get back to that before the end of the week and I leave on a trip because I do want to mm-hmm. finish that up. Uh, so yeah, if you have Game Pass, it's definitely something to check out. Nice. Yeah, Game Pass. That's a W. Love Game Pass. <laughs> As Dusk Falls, that's the one I looked it up to refresh my memory. That's the one with Alex Alex Van Aken in it, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one of the characters just straight up looks like him. And yep. it's I know exactly. Yep, I follow what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like older, uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh no, that's fun. Yeah. You said that Escape Academy is basically just an escape room in video. Yeah, form? it's like it, like the whole thing is you go to a school about being good at escape rooms basically and nice. you just do a lot of escape room little things back to back so it, it's not super replayable because once you know the gimmick yeah. you know the gimmick yeah. but it's mm-hmm. fun to play like if, if you yeah. like escape room stuff like absolutely worth just doing a quick run through of it's a good game pass mm-hmm. game for what it's worth yeah yeah, yeah i don't know how much it runs to play like kind uh, of co-op ish but... or like i mean you know just like get a friend or two over if you want and then mm-hmm. you guys can like poke around at stuff just because right like, maybe not like what know, am but... i being dumb about right now what am i missing <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, that's fun we, we good all to right go now Q&A? the last game is q and a game um, you said game you got another game? yeah oh. it's q and a <laughs> oh it's all right i'll step through your answering yeah, you're good. <laughs> All right, so we got some questions from Twitter and some questions from Discord, and uh, yeah, let's go. Let's do these. So Trevor asks, "What's the single biggest improvement you feel could be made of any, or could be made to any of the current gen controllers?" Well, two of the three, two of three of them have drift issues. Um, I don't know if the Xbox <laughs> yeah. One has that. Yeah, fixing stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, like Honestly, it occurs in all controllers, but it's way more common yeah. on DualSense and and Joy-Cons, especially. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I I mean, <laughs> I play on just Joy-Cons yeah, quite often. Um, Joy-Con Pros. That would be my opinion. Is just like some controller that I mean, it's like the Joy-Cons maybe, but like just a little bit. Kind of like what, like what Hori's done with the Hori pad, or there's like those kind of, controllers. But like something yeah. that because um, with the Hori pad, like the split pad, if you mm. if you were to take them off, because I'm pretty sure they're not Bluetooth, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah if you were to take them the off, are, then but the, but they'd be mm. okay. Gotcha. Um, like they wouldn't be very comfortable one in each hand, I'd imagine, right? right? Mm-hmm. I agree. So like if there was something that like kind of melded those two things, a missing exactly, link between like, the Joy-Con and yeah. the Hori pad. <laughs> that would be that would be perfect for me where it's like right now they still are like playing them individually. I 
I just like to do it because then I can like sit on the couch and the whole like Koizumi right. in the Switch intro thing where he's on the couch with his two arms, mm-hmm. you know, all laid yeah, back and stuff. That's mode for me. Just being lazy <laughs> and just like, just yeah, just at your sides, relaxing. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So a just better version of that in terms of comfort. But then, I mean, the drift thing, yeah, too. That, yeah. That's for me. Yeah. I mean, aside from fixing things, I think my first thought is just I... I'm surprised that at this point back buttons haven't become standard on like mm-hmm. first party mm-hmm. controllers because it's like every third party controller, every pro controller, like all of them have it. And yep. it's so useful for some stuff. I, I think a lot of people think about it just in terms of like competitive FPS, but mm. it's useful in so many other situations, yeah. like not a turn based RPG, but there's so many action games where just having that little bit of extra like, OK, what do I want to map to this? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm re- like Sony even did that official attachment for DualShock right. 4 at the end of the PS4's life cycle. <laughs> And that panned yeah. into nothing for PS5. Yeah. Action <laughs> like, buttons is a big W for me. Because like, I mean, like, yeah. like Smash I, Brothers, to go back to that for oh, a second, yeah. my I use the Pro Controller mm. specifically because it has more buttons. And mm. my control layout is nuts. <laughs> like yeah. They got freaking four, two buttons for shield and two buttons for grab. I don't, I don't do that. I, yeah. I mm-hmm. eat one of the shield buttons and make that special. My control layout is nuts. So having yeah. more buttons to do even more crazy stuff, I would yeah. love that. I mean, even uh, being able to port like MMOs or something like that would be more possible yeah. if extra more buttons options. were just standard. Right. Yeah. yeah. And even like not for competitive stuff, like mm. uh, for instance, I use a pro controller really often specifically for Souls games because mm. mm-hmm. the run button is always a face button. Yeah. And I want to be able to turn my camera at the same time I'm running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. you know, I put that on one of the back buttons because yeah. now I have the totally. ability to run, turn, and actually see things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <Man>. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be yeah. Also, I think it would be cool. Like, just the, like a lot of the, like random weird stuff that we'll see in like patents. Like, there was like that patent that they were going to do like a scroll trigger mm-hmm. sort of situation mm-hmm. i would love seeing stuff give me all the wacky crap man i'm down yeah like because yeah. like zooming in stuff. and out in a lot yeah. of a lot of games or whatever like that's you know that's a thing that exists especially like kind of simmy type games mm-hmm. but then like the way that you do that is different and every time and so it's just i don't know it'd be nice yeah no, I get that totally. I mean, I, I love a lot of uh, like isometric RPGs, which are great mm-hmm. on PC, and they always translate weird control-wise to console. Like, they've gotten better. I feel like they've started yeah. to figure out how to make it make more sense, but keyboard and mouse is still the best way to play those, because mm-hmm. yeah. it's just, yeah, there's just so many limitations to a controller for that kind of specific situation. Mm-hmm. Totally. A similar question, Cheesy asks, there's a lot the Switch could still improve on, but you can only pick one thing you wish it would add what is it uh hmm. so i know performance is always a big talking point for a lot of people especially because certain games you know some more than others run into frame rate and stuff mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. issues but really i think the biggest thing for me that i would love to see across the board is if they updated uh, internal storage option speeds because yeah. especially with how fast stuff loads now on like PS5 mm-hmm. and Xbox Series X because they've all moved to SSDs like I feel load times on my Switch so much more now <laughs> especially yeah. some games like I remember when I was playing Age of Calamity it was right after mm. you know the Series X and PS5 came out and I was just like it's taking so long <laughs> to just start a thing I couldn't like, even, let me just <laughs> I couldn't yeah. even think of what I would even suggest because like I don't really run into a lot of stuff that I'm like man I wish the switch was better at this personally but quick resume I want that mm. I want that yes. so much 
Oh no, Quick Resume has ruined like other systems for me in that respect yeah. because <laughs> I, I have mostly physical on Switch, so it doesn't work as well. Mm. But oh man, like I, the number of times I've accidentally closed a game thinking I could just swap back yeah. because that's what I could do on Xbox and it doesn't work Oof. on other things. Like I've absolutely done that to myself a bunch of times. I need it. <laughs> I need it. Yeah, yeah I, I changed part. my answer. Quick Resume's the right answer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for me, I mean, as far as like hardware gimmicks, I mean, any of those kinds of things, I'm sure there's a lot of answers. Um, I don't know if this is allowed for answering the question, but um, more like this is more software side. So again, mm -hmm. I don't know if this counts, if this is specifically hardware, just like, I don't know, it's a switch in general, software is included. Um, but it's like just more little projects and like Nintendo specifically in terms of the switch. Uh publishing them or like working with them like mm, the kids of Hyrule kind of thing mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that sort of a thing um just you know it's switch exclusive i feel like it counts that's yeah. that's fun and also like <laughs> it is yeah we we made a video uh maybe last year at some point just pointing out how like even on the 3ds there was a ton of just like little eShop exclusives and stuff and yeah we've gotten like box boy and box girl and some other ones but just a lot fewer than yeah. in the past I feel like well, it feels like a little bit oh. up until like what 2019 and I mean, yeah. technically 2020 with the jump rope challenge. They they do at yeah. least one. <laughs> the, yeah. All right, here's like, the good job. Here's and the stretchers. Stuff. Yeah, it, it's rough job. too because there's like so much like random shovelware type stuff on the mm -hmm. eShop now. Yeah. Like it's it's exactly. hard to even find the the diamonds in the rough now because there's so much other stuff that I'm just like, what even is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's I think it's for me the like cadence of Hyrule thing, especially that idea of like because there's plenty there's tons of amazing indie games so it's not like we're yeah. at a shortage of smaller games in and of themselves but yeah. just of like nintendo interacting with them in their own way like that feels interesting in a way that um you know can't really happen without them just because they have ips that other people can't use and stuff so yeah, absolutely um, yeah. and i agree like i i was really hoping we'd see more of that after that game came out i was like oh yeah. this is a super cool thing i wonder what else nintendo's gonna do and then that uh, no. stopped <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh, Mega Man asked, if you had to fight a Pokemon with just your bare hands, which Pokemon do you think you could beat? I saw he got backlash for this question. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, so the idea of this is like, you, you got to get straight up to like the edge of like what's impressive, you know? Like if you mm -hmm. just were like Pidgey, <laughs> it's like, who yeah. cares, man? Who can't freaking beat up Pidgey? I mean, that said, the size of the Pidgey is, like, if you think about a bald eagle or something mm. that's probably because pigeons are kind of that big. can wreck you if you're not yeah <laughs> exactly like <laughs> i'm gonna yeah, say I don't know. tyrone he's just a child <laughs> um yeah. I'll, I'll go with ditto because like i'm already good at like beating myself up mentally so, like, <laughs> let's just get it let's just make it physical like let's just bring it there and you know i think i think i'd you know be able to handle it <laughs> yep. I mean, at that point, it just becomes like a vision and white vision situation in WandaVision, you know, and you're just just back and forth. You can argue yourself down. Um, I feel like uh, if you can go like normal type Pokemon, just because at least then if I'm using my fists, then I, I've got, you know, uh, oh, it's that, super effective. Are you a fighting type? Is your, are your fists fighting type attack? yeah i don't know because they, they're, they're fists <laughs> it sure is because mega punch and uh, whatever that's the normal type move um i take it back uh, we're gonna say we're gonna say mill tank um 
I'm really, really strong. That's all. Mm. I, no one I, can. I don't know about that, man. I don't. I don't. You ever? Like, hit have you fought out? Whitney? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you you say that, but have you ever seen me fight a cow? True, 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 true. true? I, I never saw that. I never saw you do yeah. that before. I get, um, also, Rayquaza. I definitely but, but see the, like the cow tipping crap. Like that's not a thing for Mill Tank. Mill Tank can stand on on just two feet. Yeah, but sometimes. <laughs> It's asleep. I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> I'm claiming Miltank completely unjustly, but you know, here we are. Poofy Rain asks, "Hey, hey, hey, hi. Uh, hi. Do you think that Nintendo is having a soft end of the year release of games, not discrediting Splatoon, Bayonetta, or Pokemon? Um, and do you think that they're gearing up for something big next year?" Uh, first question, no. Second question, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> go for it. I, 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 I was just gonna say, but I feel like Pokemon immediately makes it. I mean, I know Pokemon yeah. has more regular releases than other franchises, mm -hmm. and and sometimes when people talk about like Nintendo having strong releases, they're basically saying Mario or Zelda. Right. Um, but I mean, it's, I feel like it's a pretty good year. Yeah. I, I mean, sure, the, sure, some of the stuff's coming out a little earlier. Like Xenoblade is is soon this mm -hmm. week. Originally, mm -hmm. it was going to be September, but I mean, between Pokemon and everything, I mean, I feel like this is a strong year. Sure, it would have been strong. Like, I feel like that sentiment's going around right now because like, Breath of the Wild 2 exactly. is going to be this year, yep. and now it's not. Uh -huh. uh, and I mean, look, other games are cool. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, like, I'm excited for Breath of the Wild 2, but I'm excited for everything else. So yeah, I don't, I don't feel like this year is soft. And mm -hmm. look, the COVID pushed everything back, mm -hmm. lots. To, yeah. and in some of them in not fully predictable ways so yeah this this year feels very much like uh, or at least this holiday feels a lot like 2019s I was which say was that, yeah. just a lot of like maybe not one just absolute banger in i mean but then again there were but there were just a lot of really good games yeah. like luigi's mansion yeah. 3 pokemon sword shield you know it had yeah. issues or whatever but that was there link's awakening um dragon quest 11 s game to nintendo and so like there's a bunch of um third party games and stuff to come in this year like near automata and there's yeah. other ones that don't well, come to mind but <laughs> and we had a really strong like uh, as part of the COVID thing right like yeah. we're, we're starting to see this trend where now first quarter is actually getting a lot more right. wild than it normally is yeah yep. and i mean this year i mean pokemon legends Arce arceus arceus right. whatever you want to call it that came out uh, mm -hmm. at least for me triangle strategy Wonderful that came out i mean like like <laughs> yeah like like february and march were really strong yeah. in general i mean elden ring yep. you know and how right. well that did so like mm -hmm. we had a really good start of the year and we're having a good end of the year you know maybe yep. that could have all collapsed into one amazing holiday season but it just got spread out a little more i know? feel like and i feel like we kind of kirby fell off a little yeah. bit but yeah. like honestly yeah. that was a really a really good game, good game. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was. yeah it just didn't have the mental staying powder for some reason but i think it was just thing, it was i had so much fun playing through it as i was playing it i think the <laughs> thing great. about it is like especially within like the switch community specifically i don't even mean nintendo but just the 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 influx of fans with nintendo switch if it's not 2017 and by 2017 i don't even necessarily mean that i feel like 2017 is any better than any other year personally <laughs> but because there was the one game that everybody was playing at two specific points of the mm -hmm. year there was mario odyssey right. and everybody was playing that yep. and it, well obviously breath of the wild came first and everybody <laughs> was playing that because there's not those one or two games that everybody's like i'm going to play this people are like ah this year's not as good but i mm -hmm. think it's better for the, like gaming as a whole to have multiple games that a lot of people individually want to play and not 
necessarily it be this whole like zeitgeist moment like Mm -hmm. i don't need everybody playing splatoon 3 but a lot of people are going to be playing splatoon 3 same for bayonetta same for pokemon you know i think we we hang our hats off in times on i mean honestly the reason mario and zelda are popular is because they're accessible Mm -hmm. but they're also like big adventures and like the idea of adventure or whatever without the barrier of entry of rpg mechanics or um you know bayonetta's genre in multiple directions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like that's i i think we just yeah i mean those aren't the only metrics you know what i mean yeah (laughs) well and they're also just dynasties within nintendo right i mean obviously we have a lot of the franchises that go back to the nes days like metroid and and, you know kirby was on game boy and everything but like in terms of how many big hits those games had in the early years and how much staying power they've had over the years like those are just the two along with pokemon that Uh you know are just the those are the ones that are gonna even when everyone's mad at it it's gonna sell well right Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i mean and like as far as just sheer quantity as well there's um i don't know looking at other if we're talking just nintendo exclusives like we always compare with other years in nintendo exclusives and stuff but if we're comparing still like just comparing with xbox and playstation exclusives in 2022 like sure their horizon forbidden west is the hang your hat on it kind of a game and yeah and god of war and god of war exactly same kind of thing so like those you know basically people kind of write off a lot of other things outside of exactly that kind of yeah you know action adventure type thing the game that everybody is playing like Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean elden ring earlier this year when it blew up yeah exactly oh totally yeah but yeah. I mean, but that said, I think, yeah, there's just a lot of really good stuff this year and, um, and it's yeah. good. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I honestly, like, I mean, not to, not to harp on this question too long, but like, I, I feel like this is a sentiment I've been seeing a lot this year where a lot of people have been saying like, oh, 2022 has been such a slow year for games. And it's like, who, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's, it really, I think it ultimately comes down to the fact that like, if you're focused on just yes, right. like the, the key tentpole biggest releases for each company, right? right? It's like, okay, sure. We're not seeing a new Zelda this year. We're not seeing a new Mario. We're not seeing a new, you know, we are getting a new God of War. Like Sony's actually having probably the most for that for what mm-hmm. their biggest games are. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of just the full breadth of titles and the kind of variety, and look, I'm a little biased. I like JRPGs and yeah. this has been a really good year <laughs> for those. So maybe that's where I'm coming from mm-hmm. of like, you're so good. What are you talking about? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But I feel like, yeah, like what we're saying, right? There's just, there's, we're not seeing all the like number one big zeitgeist moment. Everyone's playing this, but we're seeing a lot of those like different fandoms finally getting fed on different things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as like yeah. gearing up for something big next year, I think they're always trying to gear up for something big every year. So yeah, yeah. sure. Right. Uh, Breath of Wild 2. <laughs> yeah. like, we, it's, it's, it's happening next year. I hope. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. We'll see. Uh, yep. Uh, last comment or last question from Twitter and then a couple from Discord. But Let asks Inkling or Octoling? Inkling. Uh, Inkling. Because I love Splatoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Octoling because I've not played any Splatoon. Um, so just to be contrarian, honestly. I, that, I, I've always yep. known that about you. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. No, All right, questions for Discord. The <laughs> if anything. <laughs> um, but uh, Mechenzyme asked, Kevin did a video on the Backbone controller. Have you guys tried it? Kevin, have you tried it? Yeah, have you tried it, Kevin? I have tried it. <laughs> Look at that. I, yeah, no, it's uh, awesome. I, I, I get, go for it. 
No, you go for it. I was going to say <laughs> I've wanted to, but then every time I think about it, I'm like, do I, am I going to use this? Because like in my head, it's like, oh man, I can play so much more Game Pass because then it's freaking, it's mm -hmm. the Switch situation. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, do I want to do that? You know, in the, in the <laughs> moments when I'm not playing games, do I want to give myself a reason to play games? Because I already played mm -hmm. games a decent amount. So mm -hmm. like the times when I'm not, do I want to give myself reasons to to do it? You know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah, saying? I get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have you gotta have like off time, yeah. right? Like you gotta take a break. <laughs> uh, I'll 100 admit, like my main time of using it is when, uh, like, basically if my wife Christine is watching something on the living room TV, and I'll just be like, well, I guess I'm just gonna stream play something on my phone with right. the backbone, like you know, laying back <laughs> on the couch. Uh, I mean, I look at the end of the day, playing natively on the system is always my main way to go. But mm -hmm. uh, if I have to stream play, or if I'm playing, you know, the hand that that that. that small handful of uh you know mobile game titles that benefit from controller that i want to yeah. play uh it's it's by far my favorite way mm -hmm. it's like it's comfortable and the biggest thing about it i mean i rant about all this in the video uh, <laughs> uh is like the software support like the way it actually like i forget i'm using my phone sometimes because mm -hmm. of how its app works and how you can easily just jump back and forth between you know open the app go into a game hit the home button to go back to the app and then like it feels like i'm using a handheld right. it doesn't feel like i'm using a phone which is cool i might have to do it I might have to do it. Yeah. And and just use restraint. <laughs> just just keep, it's, keep your eyes open. It goes on sale every now and then. I know there was game, an Amazon Day sale. Mm. I need to. Is Game Pass on iOS at this point? Uh, I know at some point it wasn't. Yes and no. It's, yeah. it's uh, like yeah. a web app sort of situation. It, it's a oh, web app situation, which will, I mean, which does work though. Like, mm -hmm. I, and, and uh, ultimately, even if you're not doing Game Pass, um, Streamplay still works mm -hmm. uh, because the the kind of weird thing with Apple is that you have to own the device that you're remotely playing from, yeah. which is why Game Pass mm -hmm. was an issue. Uh, so remote play from your system is a total supported thing on iOS. Uh, hmm. Game Pass streaming is yeah like a weird web app situation. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I probably I mean I don't have a ton of use case for it just in the kinds of things I'm playing specifically, but I I mean along similar lines I still have yet to get a satisfy grip and that's something that would very much come in handy for me, um, and I just haven't done it yet. But yeah, backbone seems really neat if you're going to be playing um, anything on your phone, which I just don't. So there you go. Yeah. That's awesome. they need to they need to come up with the Android one. I don't I'm not sure if if mm. what the timeline on that is. I know they've talked about doing it, but I think it's still only iPhone right now. So gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark asks, salsa, guacamole, or queso? Queso. Oh, I mean, all those are delicious. If I oh, have I to pick one, I'm going to do salsa because I want spice. Give me yeah. True, true. I freaking had spicy queso recently, and it changed my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, what? <laughs> they do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get spicy guac, too. It's just putting the jalapenos in it. I, like, it's see, gonna, I, haven't yeah, had, uh, I haven't had guac before. And I feel like I oh, might not like it because I don't like the the, the texture of avocados. So, so I, mean, I mean, I mean, I'm in California. You can't avoid yeah. avocados and guac. Yeah, it's everywhere. True. So I don't love avocados for the most part. Um, guac, on the other hand, is great because it mm. is a dip. Whereas avocados are typically like a kind of buttery thing mm. on things that aren't dip mm. at all. Um, so it just yeah. It feels like a weird consistency compared to the other things that it's around for avocado specifically. But again, for guacamole, it's just like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just so a regular it's like dip, a but it has so all good. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's I'll try so it. Like, I'll give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I mean, the correct no, I think... answer is all those things, but... 
exactly. I'm down I think for, I would pick salsa. I, I already know I'm down for salsa and also queso. Guac- guacamole, I haven't tried it because of the avocado thing, but I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Just try I'll, it. I'll throw in uh, a quick creamy jalapeno from Chewy's as well, um, if anybody's had that. Mm. It's tasty, that's all. But yeah, salsa for sure wins. Uh, RP, uh, similarly, Coke or Pepsi, Sprite or Sierra Mist, Mellow Yellow or Mountain Dew? Who wants to go first? We'll just do... Uh, wait, Coke, Sprite, neither. I don't care. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi, Sprite or Sierra Mist, Mellow Yellow or Mountain Dew? Uh, Coke, I'm fine with either, but I guess 7-Up. Uh, or did you say Sprite? <laughs> I, I missed uh, Sprite or there are Sierra so many Mist. lemon lime options. I know. Uh, <laughs> and then Mountain Dew at the end. Yeah. Um, Coke. No squirt? No support for squirt? <laughs> is squirt, squirt is uh, lemon lime too, Never right? Had squirt. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Oh, I think what? it's grapefruit. Yeah, I mean it's more tart for sure. Coke, Sprite, uh, Mountain Dew, but I don't like either one of those. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like. I didn't go for either Melly or Mountain Dew, but I will actually say I'm gonna I'm gonna it's, run wait, back a little I, bit. The can Coke I say or Pepsi. Baja Blast for the Mountain Dew. That's Mountain Dew. <laughs> sure, yeah. Baja Blast is good. Um, honestly, red. for Coke or Pepsi, yeah. I like both, and like I, I could tell the difference just a little bit. Like Pepsi feels a little a little more fruity or something like that. So um, a little more syrupy right yeah like a little yeah, more yeah, yeah i could see that um but i i like them both so i wouldn't necessarily say if you give that i have a strong preference th- there but sprite or sierra mist 100 sprite like sierra mist yeah. always feels i think it's like they're touting natural flavors these days which is like fine but something about it makes it f- feel like they didn't try as hard sierra <laughs> mist like if i'm seems getting too sprite, sweet I'm, to I'm me kidding. it seems like super like sweet whereas like tastes water down is to a me. little bit more <laughs> on the like sour side and i like that yeah uh last one from inda who context australian washing up liquid no, or hand Inda's wash not australian they're oh new zealand I'm no sorry. they're not from what? they're from the uk fake Wait, fan of our viewers man fake i fan. thought oh my goodness <laughs> i'm sorry Inda. i made a mistake i definitely no oh, well, it doesn't matter washing up liquid or hand wash uh what does this neither mean? What does this mean? <laughs> Stop. What this means. <laughs> yeah, I think I think those I are mean, both is, words. is this like dishwasher versus yeah, hand wash? Is it? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, dishwasher sounds like liquid wash to me because it's just shooting hot water basically and running the whole cycle. Uh, I like hand wash, but sometimes I'm lazy. Yeah, if we're talking about washing <laughs> dishes, hand wash, man. The, the dishwasher is not great all the time yeah that's where my brain went i, I yeah mm-hmm. there's terminology okay. i'm missing here <laughs> it, well we'll find out and with that uh that's all the questions we ended up on a bit of a vague one but that's all right kevin <laughs> thank you so much for coming this has been super fun and uh all your insights on live alive and everything just in general I think oh, yeah, thanks for having me this is really fun <laughs> yeah. I, I love i like like i'm used to doing videos where i'm just talking at the camera but i actually have more fun talking with people so <laughs> yeah we're super yep. down to have you on yeah. in the future if you would like to come back um you can yeah, find sure. kevin kenson on his twitter that's on the screen if you're watching the video version or on his youtube channel and all the other stuff that we will link in the description uh mm-hmm. freaking you know subscribe here do all the podcast stuff if you're, you know anchor.fm slash dty for all the podcast services if you're watching on youtube and you want to listen to it on your phone you can rate us there and it helps us with placement and whatnot 
uh thanks for listening with us everybody i hope you had a good time i had a good time it was fun mm-hmm. good, good good times all around i had a good time <laughs> okay agreed goodbye bye later okay